Welcome to Medieval Murder, the podcast that brings all things gruesome and historical to the comfort of your own home or car or wherever it is you're listening from. My name is Hannah Prettyman, and I'm here with my father, Kevin Prettyman. Hello. To discuss some of the most famous and infamous murders that took place in the medieval and early modern periods. Medieval Murder came to be first as a blog, then as an Instagram, and now as a podcast after I finished my master's dissertation on homicide in early medieval England. The podcast will feature some of the most famous murders in medieval history, some mini-episode series on different types of medieval murders, and interviews with historians and history enthusiasts alike. Welcome to our Halloween episode! Today, (laughs) Today, we will be discussing Countess Elizabeth Bathory, one of the most prolific female serial killers in history. What's more perfect for spooky season than a historical figure that is also known as the Blood Countess? Ooh... So jumping right in, Elizabeth Bathory was born in 1560 in Hungary. Elizabeth was born into a rather prominent Hungarian family and grew up at Eskid Castle, which is located near the now border between Hungary and Romania. Elizabeth's parents were Baron George Bathory and Baroness Anna Bathory. Elizabeth was also the niece of Stephen Bathory, who was the Prince of Transylvania, as well as the Grand Duke of Lithuania and the King of Poland from 1576 to 1586. This gave her family almost royal standing within Hungary. It was this society... Yeah, it sounds like she's pretty well connected there. I mean... Yeah. So I bet she gets away with a lot. Yeah. It was this societal status that allowed Elizabeth to grow up with significant wealth and education, including learning Latin, German, Hungarian, and Greek. So she's an educated serial killer. I'm liking this. Right, yeah. Other notable family members, according to several encyclopedia entries that I found, include an uncle who was a Satan worshiper, a lesbian aunt who enjoyed torturing servants, and a brother who was a drunk. The importance of these family members is that they supposedly influenced Elizabeth in her evil doings later in life and basically taught her to be evil. So she's kind of coming from a modern-type family. I mean, we've got a drunk. I know lots of families with drunks. We've mm-hmm. got a lesbian, and that's mm-hmm. pretty, pretty standard stuff nowadays. And then, what was the what was the other one? Oh, a Satan worshiper. Not as common these days. No, not. I mean, I think it, it's probably more common than you think. It's just not out there. Not yet, at least. It, exactly. I. I have a feeling that day is coming. (laughs) But, yeah, no, so she's got kind of a well-rounded circle of family members (laughs) for what we're talking about today, you know? Yeah. From a young age, it's said that Elizabeth suffered from severe seizures, possibly from epilepsy. A potential treatment for these seizures was to rub the blood of a non-epileptic on the lips of whoever was having a seizure as their seizure was coming to an end, and it's possible that this treatment was given to Elizabeth. This could actually be a little foreshadowing to what would become of her in later life, but we'll see. Yeah, it's kind of, I mean, we're, we're laying some groundwork. We got the family, now we got this rather 
in this day and age, kind of bizarre treatment going on. Yeah. It's introducing blood. I mean, I don't know. Spoiler alert. Is she going to be a vampire? <laughs> well, we'll see. When Elizabeth was only 11, she was betrothed to marry 16-year-old Count Ferenc Nadasti. It was at this time that she was moved into the Nadasti family castle at Sarvar. Four years later, the pair were married. Shortly after their marriage, Ferenc was set, sent on campaign to fight in the 15-year war, and so he was absent most of the time. However, the couple did have at least five children during their marriage, all of which were cared for by a governess, not Elizabeth herself, as was the custom of the arist aristocracy. Okay. Well, yeah. So she's kind of got a nanny governess thing going. Yeah. And having well, epileptic seizures. Um, they don't really mention those later in life. They just mention them as a kid. So I don't know. She might have still been having them. She might not. I'm not sure. Yeah, sometimes you can outgrow them. How old is she yeah. now? She's like six. Well, after all the kids, I don't know. I think Ready? by that point, she's like 25. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So she's much older. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. So at this point, she's like 25-ish. All right. Yeah. When Elizabeth's husband was away, she began to beat the servants and started to seek out the black arts in an attempt to practice witchcraft. This Lisa is the husband. Uh, while her husband's away. Oh, she starts doing this. Yeah. Okay, she's... Say what she's doing again one more time for me. She's beating her kids, seeking the dark arts? No. <laughs> What did what no. did I just hear? <laughs> I don't know. While Elizabeth's husband was away, she began to beat the servants and started to seek out the black arts in an attempt to practice witchcraft. Oh, okay. So it's the servants. I thought she was beating her kids. Okay. No, her kids aren't really mentioned again. Yeah. These sadistic tendencies became worse after her husband died, most likely because she didn't really need to hide it from him anymore. <gasps> oh, Game yeah. on. Game so, on. So, I found some conflicting information on Ferenc Nadasti's death. From what I found, he either died in 1604 after coming down with a disease several years earlier that eventually killed him, or from a wound inflicted in battle in 1604. So, either way, he's dead. I'm not sure how. But, but he's we're dead. pretty sure she didn't kill him. No, she didn't kill him. Okay. Um, so this is now 1604, so she she's now 44. So she's she's 44. Her kids are probably grown and married off by now. Um, so Faring's will passed all of the estates, as well as the well-being of Elizabeth and her children, to Giorgi Thurzo or Emer Megagieri. Again, conflicting information, so I don't know. If I had more time, I'd definitely do more research, but I think that may also mean learning Hungarian, and I definitely don't have the time for that right now. So, um, one of these people took over. So, she got kind of cut out of the wheel? No, like, she still has, like, some of the estates, and she, like, she can, she can still go to all of those places, and she still has all the money. Okay. But they basically are kind of in charge of, of running the estates and that kind of stuff okay yeah so basically they 
Her husband basically was like, I'm giving your well-being to these this man, whichever man it is. All right. Yeah. So anyway, Elizabeth is understandably upset about this turn of events because I think she thought she was getting everything and she was going to be in charge. Um, yeah, I could I could see where she'd be a little slighted right now. Yeah. And so she moves to one of the Nadasti palaces in Vienna, Austria. So she leaves Sarvar and she moves to Vienna. Now, this palace is across the street from a monastery. Okay. Okay. After yeah. After Elizabeth moves in, the monks at the monastery begin to hear inhuman shrieks and see blood running into the street outside of Elizabeth's palace. It was said that during this time, as her violence got more severe, she would torture her servants with razors, knives, hot wax, and pinchers designed to draw blood. So Whoa. she's just, like, angry, yeah. and she's just, she's going She's she's just going to torture everybody. And what what year is this? What, what this is like? This is sixteen oh four. Wow. Okay. So she's and you can just have blood running in the street and. Wow. This is supposedly supposedly they saw this. Okay. Yeah. Well, are you gonna are you saying that monks lie? I'm well, just no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Um. <laughs> So, rumors of Elizabeth's atrocities against her servants began to spread throughout Vienna, as well as throughout the countryside, and complaints were brought against her at court in 1604, but nothing could be proven, and so she continued on her merry way. She's like, no, I, you can't prove it, so I'm just, I'm going to keep, keep doing what I'm doing. And, the, and I guess the servants weren't speaking up, or they were No, they are probably of. terrified of her, you know. Um, so Elizabeth began to spend time at other castles and palaces in what is now Hungary and Austria, possibly to get away from her critics in Vienna. Okay. Yeah. The heat's so on. Her, yeah. Her, her cruelty reached a tipping point when one day one of the countess's maids was combing her mistress's hair. The countess struck the girl so hard for her clumsiness that some of the girl's blood fell on the countess's arm. When another servant rushed to wipe off the blood, the skin seemed whiter than before. Elizabeth's friend, confidant, and potential witch, Anna Darvulia, convinced Elizabeth that she would retain her extraordinary beauty if she bathed in the blood of young virgins. Oh, no. All, be all the because her skin seemed a little bit lighter. So... Elizabeth began having peasant girls from neighboring towns rounded up and brought to her at whatever castle she was staying in at the time. The wait, girls wait. would then be... Wait, you can just, like, round people up and bring them to your castle? Um, probably, yeah. I, I think there was, like, a... Basically, I think what was happening was she was sending out servants to go to these peasant families and be like, we'll offer your daughter a job. Okay. And they brought the daughter back <laughs> with them. And that's their, like, rounding up. You know, okay. it's like trickery. So, so we're rounding up the peasant girls, taking yes. them back to the castle. Yep. And her whole thing is to bathe in servant's blood. Yes. So the girls would be tortured in specially designed chambers in order to draw the most blood. 
Um, the girls would be bled to death so that Elizabeth could bathe in their blood and retain her youthful appearance. This even included, like, an iron cage that they would place the girl in, and then these, like, spikes and slicey metal things would come out into their chest so that they would start bleeding out, and she would be standing under them and have the blood drip over her, basically showering in their blood. But that's... There's a lot of people involved in this because I'm pretty sure she's not making this. I mean, who thinks of this? Who? I mean, <laughs> well, that and like, she. I mean, she has a lot of power. Yeah, I mean, go to the blacksmith and say, "Hey, here, here's what I need." <laughs> yeah. All right, I'll, I'll make it. You know, right. that that's crazy. I mean, I wouldn't make it just in the fear it'd be used on me. You know, that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she might kill you anyway because you're not going to make it, but holy cow, man. You know, yeah, it's, it, it's pretty gruesome that she's just like, I'm going to bathe in their blood. I don't care who they are. They, it can drip on me, like, Ugh. whatever. Wow. I mean, there's a lot of people that know what's going on. Yeah. This continued for several years until Elizabeth began to see her age catching up with her and decided, with help from one of her witch friends, that the blood of peasant girls wasn't good enough. Uh-oh. And so she began to have aristocratic young girls kidnapped so she could bathe in what she considered to be higher quality blood. Oh, okay. So we're going for quality blood. Yeah, we're going for quality blood. So she begins kidnapping, you know, higher, higher up people's daughters. Wow. Okay. So yeah. this now something might happen with her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. While the disappearance of so many peasant girls hadn't been of much consequence to the authorities, the disappearance of the nobility's daughters began to put people on high alert. Elizabeth and her servants, who were responsible for disposing of the bodies, began to get reckless with panic, and human remains began to be found around her castles. Okay. So I think initially, supposedly, that there's I found some conflicting sources, so I'm not really sure. Um... But supposedly she had this weird relationship with one of the pastors at the Protestant church near her. And he basically would, no questions asked, start, would bury all the bodies of the young girls in the consecrated ground because she was actually pretty religious. And so she wanted them to have a Christian burial. Well, okay. And so he was just like, he was just burying all these bodies. So there's that, I mean. There's that, but then supposedly she had a falling out with him, and the next pastor was like, I'm not going to do it. And so then her servants just start dumping bodies. I mean, it's a lot of bodies bodies at this point. Yeah, because this is, I mean, this is probably six years later. Okay. Yeah. So she's been doing this for six years. With all of the rumors that have been circulating about her for years, the Hungarian authorities sent men to examine one of her castles to find proof of the rumors. Because now they've found some of these bodies that have evidence of torture. They're close to her castles. And there's all these rumors flying around about, you know, the monastery and the blood in the street and her just, like, razoring her servants. Right. And so they they send some men to one of her castles. 
There they found the torture chambers, the blood. I was going to say, there's got to be some evidence. Yeah, and the servants who were terrified that they would be next. So they find all this evidence. And so Elizabeth is placed on house arrest awaiting trial. Okay. Yeah. So during this two-year period of house arrest, she's under house arrest for two whole years, the authorities began to gather evidence against Elizabeth, including over 300 witness statements. Wow, okay. See, I told you a lot of people knew. Yeah, a lot of people know. The witnesses put together a list of almost 650 servant, peasant, and noble girls who had been tortured and murdered by Elizabeth Bathory. 650 over 650, almost 650, over a period of just six years. Wow. Yeah. She's just, she was going for it. She's got definitely an issue, some sort of issue there. Yeah. Yeah. So they found these 300 witnesses. There's a list of almost 650. And her remaining family still tried to pull strings and send her to a nunnery instead of prison. Her family's like, no, just send her to a nunnery. It's all good. Nobody needs to know. Um, but, you know, there's 300 witnesses. And so stories of this this situation and all of her atrocities begin to spread around the country or i guess kingdom and so instead of sending her to a nunnery the authorities decided she would remain under house arrest for the time being until she could stand trial basically okay yeah so some of the servants who had actually confessed to aiding elizabeth in these murders And any of them who confessed were actually executed themselves. What, the servants were executed? Yes. And they, some of them were burned alive. Um, Others were, others confessed under torture. And this torture included pulling their fingers off, which I think, you know, you can't really trust that confession. Um, And then others who weren't as directly related, but like knew what was going on, they were beheaded instead. So a little bit nicer than being burned alive. Meanwhile, she's just like hanging out. Yeah, she's just, she's under house arrest. So we decided that the servants are going to die and she's just going to hang out until we can try her. But we've decided the servants are guilty. Yeah, so there was a trial in 1610 and there was a trial in 1611. But neither of those two trials actually tried her. Okay. They were just, I guess, basically trying to figure out what was happening and were talking to the servants, ending in their in their deaths. And Elizabeth actually right. never ended up being tried. So Elizabeth okay. remained under house arrest. She was never convicted of her crimes until her death in 1614 when she died peacefully in her sleep. Oh. Yeah. So wrong. So it's wrong. super wrong. It is super wrong. So she, you know, and supposedly the night before she went to one of her like house arrest guards and was like, my hands are cold. And he's like, it's fine. Just go to bed. And then she died. Okay. I, I don't know. We've got a lot. I mean, this is like Hungary, Romania area. Yeah. 
And I mean, we've talked about Vlad the Impaler, and he was kind of in that area. They, they, they're into blood there, man. They really well, are. And some people have, like, compared her at, to, to, like, Vlad the Impaler and basically made her the, like, female Dracula, kind of. Okay, yeah, so, I was like, going to say. Since then, there's been a lot of, like, folklore and popular culture about her. Um, right. It, it seemed like with that many kind of violent, gruesome deaths, man, that I would not want to stay in one of those castles if they're still still there. I mean, there's got to be some spirits. You know, oh, yeah, we're talking for Halloween. Sure. We're talking Halloween. There's got to be some spirits and, you know. Well, and it's either Elizabeth maybe, Bathory who's going to come get you or it's... Um, or it's going to be the ghosts of all the peasant girls she killed. Yeah, about or what about the servant girls that got tortured, or the servants Razor. that got tortured, and yeah. and then the ones that ended up getting burned or beheaded on her behalf. I mean, yeah, and she just got to die peacefully in her sleep. She's like, it's yeah, fine. But you know, wherever she is, man, she that the, there's there's a whole bunch of um, apparitions or ghosts or something just torturing her right now. Yeah. However, there, I, I mean, this there, is... yeah, there is also like, since her death and, you know, since scholars have been looking into it, um, people have, have wondered, um, if it was actually just a conspiracy because she was so wealthy, um, and, and basically her, her family owned a lot of land. Well, but, yeah, I think, yeah. I mean, even today, the rich get away with a lot of stuff. And I think even back then, it was even more Well, no, but the, they wonder if, if none of it actually happened. They wonder if it's just a conspiracy to get, take away her power. Oh, I, I don't know. I say I mean, no, because the, there's 300 witnesses. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, you you did the research. I mean, and... I, I, I mean, the, the story is like kind of mind blowing, but then, you know, I wasn't alive in 1610, so I don't know, you know, what might've gone on, but yeah. it just, it's a great, it's, it's a, it's a gruesome story. It's an interesting story. I mean, and I think we're all going to side on the side that, yeah, th this happens. You know, because you can have yeah. the conspiracy either way, that they were trying to rid her of her power, or mm -hmm. she was a psycho, and she used her power to conceal it and get away with it. Yeah. You know, but I mean, I think regardless, you know, they they executed a lot of people in re in relation to this case. Yeah, so a lot of people died whether or not she did any of this. I, right. I personally think she did it. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's wild. Yeah, crazy. no, isn't that crazy? But, yeah, so Elizabeth Bathory, blood countess, you know. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'd kind of like to visit Hungary, Romania, that portion of the world and just check it out because it seems like it to me i mean with vlad and her it's got i mean 
There's a lot of stuff happening. A lot of stuff has happened there. I mean, a lot of stuff's happened everywhere, but it just seems like I I understand it's a really beautiful part of the world, and it. But just uh, is the shadow still there? Yeah. Well, you know, it's kind of interesting when you go go to some of these places. Like, I mean, we were in Iceland and we were in Edinburgh. I mean, sometimes you can, you know, when we were at, um, oh, in Iceland where they did the thing, you can kind of feel it, you know. And when you're when you're walking around Edinburgh, you can kind of feel the past. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I wonder if you're like walking around Romania hungry, if you can kind of feel it. You know, yeah, maybe. But I will be on. I will be honest. In Amsterdam, I got nothing. <laughs> no, you didn't. You didn't feel it in Amsterdam. <laughs> I wasn't feeling it in Amsterdam, London, a little bit, but <laughs> in Amsterdam, you were like, it's fine. It's a, it's no, a, it's a happy place. <laughs> it's a happy place. I mean, there's beer, cheese, apple pie, bikes everywhere, two, tulips, bikes. Yeah, I was just totally into that whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, this one ended up being a shorter episode than I was expecting, but mostly because I have a lot of conflicting sources. So we might, we might dip our toes in as an update later, um, in a, in a future episode just to see if I can find any more information on her. Yeah. Or maybe just a, a tag at the end of something, you know, if we find a little more, I'll, I'll yeah. even start looking cause, cause I'm a little... I'm a little creeped out by her. Maybe I don't want to yeah. look. I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, happy Halloween, everybody. Um, yeah, let's be safe out there. I mean, Halloween's coming. There's ghosties, ghoulies, leaves on the ground. I mean, I got to thinking about it the other day. You could not do Halloween in the springtime. It just wouldn't be the same. It would I mean, not. There was, there's not that chill in the air. There's not leaves rustling. There's not maybe, you know, frost and just the chill, the chill of the night air. Yeah. So thank you for listening to Medieval Murder. If you have any listener questions, comments, or topic suggestions, please feel free to reach out via our Twitter account, at Murder Medieval, our Instagram account, at Medieval Murder, or via email at info.medievalmurder at gmail.com. We will have some new merch designs coming to you soon, just in time for the holiday season. Tune in later for our next podcast. Mm -hmm.